It's the Boxed Out Podcast, Episode 8. I'm Harry Worth, and as always, I'm joined by Jack McDonald. Here we are. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's an audio podcast, but my hair is different. But the beautiful voice is all the same. How are we doing, Harry? We are, well, we are very busy. I know we've been saying that every single week for the past like few weeks now, but the end of year rush is really getting the better of the both of us at the moment. Still catching games when we can, though. Still enjoying the nightly great performances from various players. How are you enjoying it at the moment? Man, it's it's been great at the moment, eh? It's been it's been fantastic. Like even today, we had a game winner from Shea. How can you not love that? Just every single night, it oh. feels like there's another massive performance or a huge upset or you know some drama going on it's it's a very entertaining season to say the least and also a very close season there's you know that a lot of the teams are just so close to each other and i you know i can't wait to just keep watching and see see where we end up yeah absolutely and something that was very exciting for both of us as well as our good friend Ollie Goodall. That's the first named shout out we've given on this podcast. So Ollie, a loyal listener, should be very proud of himself. Um, probably one of the number one fans of the show next to my dad. But um, <laughs> Ollie, Jack and I support three teams. So everybody knows I support the Lakers and Jack supports the Nuggets. Ollie is an unfortunate Knicks fan. And something that we've been trying to do for well over a year and a half now, like at least two full seasons, is place a same-game multi on a day where the Lakers, Nuggets, and Knicks are all playing on the same day on those three teams winning. And it's never hit in two years until yesterday. We finally cashed in, and it was amazing. And... Oh boy, three close games as well. The Nuggets beat the Hornets 119-115. The Knicks beat the Pacers 109-106. to And the Lakers beat the Wizards 119-117. to All games yeah. decided within four points. But how well, good was it? Go. That, I mean, man, you said it. Two years in the making and it's finally happened. I... Look, it's probably not worth it. I've probably sunk more money into this than I could ever get paid out. But look, yesterday was the day. I saw the schedule and there are messages going weeks back, months back, targeting this day. No, I'm just kidding. A couple <laughs> days before, a couple of days before we, we saw it coming up and, you know, we're playing against the Pacers, the Hornets and the Wizards. <laughs> if it's not going to be today... It's never going to happen. And look, it hit. We're stoked. And at the same time, Jokic had an all-timer. So look, cannot complain at all. Yeah. And I mean, the the Knicks were down by six with like a couple minutes left. So they really just stole that one. No idea how they won. Again, like you said, the Jokic had an all-timer and they barely scraped past the Hornets. Then the Lakers are up big have an all-time collapse, well, not an all-time collapse, just like the second, the daily collapse that they have every single game. And then LeBron loses the ball on the last position, but somehow lucks it to um, Thomas Bryant. And 
they went like barely. It was just oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was it was fate, if you will. I mean, look, we we were well overdue to hit on this, but look, all I'm going to say is that um, the Nuggets haven't been holding this trifecta bet down. It's uh, oh come look, on, uh, well, oh oh come on. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely not the team that's second in the West. Uh, might be the team 12th in the West that's holding yes, us back. But anyway, look, we're in this together and we've done it and we don't need to sink any more money into it. So we're happy. Yeah, well, I'm probably still going to. But um, so, yeah, so many times the Nuggets would like beat the Bucks, the Knicks would beat the Hawks or something and the Lakers would lose to like the Rockets. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. All right, moving on. Talking about the Knicks positivity, I'd like to continue that when we move to the winning streaks at the moment. There are a few good ones, especially in the East. The Knicks have won seven in a row. Eight and two in their last ten, up to six in the East. The Nets, they've won six in a row. Nine and one in their last ten. And I know it's not quite a winning streak, but the Grizzlies are also 8-2 and two in their last 10 to take the top spot in the West. Are you enjoying these winning streaks, Jack? Yeah, New York basketball is back, baby. The G <laughs> is rocking. And also the Barclays Centre is kind of rocking as well. No, it's, I mean, you look at the top of the East, how many of these teams have winning streaks? Nearly all of them. Every single team in the top seven has a winning streak except for the Celtics, who are still absolutely humming. It's um, it's pretty crazy stuff, to be honest. And look, I mean, I think it's, it's well-deserved. I think we need to give a bit of praise to the Knicks. We did say that they were an average team. Yes. And right now, right now, they're a above-average team. So kudos to them. In particular, they are an above-average defence now. Mm. They have moved up to the eighth-best defence on the season, mm -hmm. allowing 111.5 points per 100 possessions. Um, I know Ollie was hammering down my throat that they have had the best defence in the league over this last little streak. So it's nice to see Tom Thibodeau doing what he does and running a defensive team, especially with guys like... Julius Randle on your team is not normally known as a defender, but getting those three guys, Brunson, Randle, RJ, dropping 20 a game, it's doing wonders. Absolute, mm. absolute wonders for them. Yeah, the, the mid three to the big three now. <laughs> I mean, Brunson, how good has Brunson been? We always knew he had this in him, mm. but now he's he's doing it nightly and really making a case to... To being an all-star yeah i you asked me that in one of the early episodes and i definitely think he will be an all-star this year he's the best player on that team they're in that picture enough for them to be deserving of an all-star and yeah it, it'll be brunson for sure thibodeau also bringing in um quinton grimes into the starting lineup playing him like 40 minutes a game as he does <laughs> running his players into the ground absolutely love it mm. um but yeah it's I don't know if it's actually like this in the practical sense, but Brunson's been like listed as the shooting guard 
quite a lot lately, which is really, uh, really weird with Grimes at, at the one. And I'm not too sure if, like, of course, like Brunson's probably going to be handling the ball, but I'm maybe defensively that's that's helping out a bit. Mm, I, I didn't actually know that Grimes was a one. That's um, that's interesting. I mean, but that's that's the exact type of guy that you want to bring into a lineup, though. He just gives you that shooting versatility, which mm. you need in this league. And look, I'm kind of surprised that it's taken Tibbs this long to to realise yeah. that Grimes should be playing. But look, now it's happened and it's working. Um, yeah, good, good on them. Yeah, good I, saw, on them. I saw Derek Rose is also been getting some DNPs, which you mean, I mean, love, love D Rose, but it's time. Um, mm. It's not, you know, 2010 in Chicago anymore, Tibbs. Time, time to move on and put in the guys that are best with your players. And like Randall, RJ and Brunson are all quite ball dominant guys. They all need the ball in their hands. So having those sort of Swiss army knife guys around them mm. with Mitch Robb and Grimes and stuff, like that's that's what you need to complement yeah. those ball dominant fellas. Yeah, definitely. And Mitchell Robinson's just come back from injury. Um, and look, he's clearly a starting level centre he's he's missed from this team and he gives you that vertical threat as well and good on defense which the defense has been clicking obviously um and then even on offense as well they have the second best plus minus in the league over the last 10 games them and the grizzlies are head and shoulders above the rest of the league so it's on offense as well that it's that it's clicking for them um yeah well i mean we'll see if they can keep it up if it's anything like this then watch out yeah absolutely and so just over the bridge brooklyn nets we were well, more you than me but this podcast berated brooklyn early in this the season we we thought they were really really out of it i suppose you're never really out of it when you've got kd and Kyrie irving but this coaching change couldn't have come at a better time bringing back in joe harris seth curry a somewhat healthy Ben Simmons couldn't have come at a better time. They are on a roll at the moment. They've pushed themselves, you know, up into that home court territory. And I think they're only going to keep getting better as well, which is quite scary, to be honest. Yeah. KD has been in his absolute bag over the last however long. I don't, I don't know how long he's been doing it this season, but maybe all season, but it's coming together now with the rest of the team. He's, he is carrying this team on his back. I know it is a team effort and these other pieces are helping, but really this is KD's doing. And he, (laughs) look, it's working. It's really working. Like you mentioned, nine and one over the last 10, it's going well for them. It's really going well. Yeah. KD's 30 points, six and a half rebounds, five assists on the season last five specifically that's up to 33 points same same number of rebounds and assists i think the key here though is on the season katie's shooting 56 percent from the field as of late that's 62 percent which is just insane <laughs> when when you're factoring he's like a 45 percent three-point shooter last five as well and over 90 percent from the line like the difficulty of the shots that he takes and makes at such a high clip is just incredible it's just it's wild to think that this guy like popped his Achilles a couple of years ago as like a seven foot ball handler it's 
it's insane. And then like Kyrie, as much as we disagree with his off court position and antics, he's twenty six points, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists on the season, up to thirty two points, six rebounds, five assists in this recent stretch as well. Like it's working for them. They're clicking, they're isoing and doing it at an efficient level. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it was always going to work. It always was. And Ben Simmons is a great addition to a team like this that has so much offensive firepower. So, look, it's it's not a massive surprise when you look at the roster, but in the context of the season, it is. Um, just back to KD, he's not leading the league in points per game, but is leading the league in total points. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, he, he's not missing, not missing much time, which is kind of rare for KD, um, mm-hmm. with his injury history. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, and I hope that it is a sign of his long-term health rather than a sign of the Nets needing him to play every single night just to stay afloat. Absolutely. It's it's working for them, and I look forward to seeing how they continue to pr- progress and build. Um, mm. You mentioned the Grizzlies just before with their plus-minus, so they're 8-2 and two over their last 10, doing it without Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson Jr. is back, but right at the same time they got Jaron Jackson back, Desmond Bain went out, so they still haven't played a single game with their starting five, which is wild to think of. Mm. What are we liking from the Grizzlies? Well, I'm liking Jar. Jar is fearless. Jar has, I mean, he's stepped it up for a while now. It's been a whole season and a half of this, but he is continuing to lead this team from the front. Mm-hmm. He's continuing to be absolutely devastating downhill. And they, the Grizzlies have one of the deepest teams in the league. I don't think that's... I don't think that's a bold thing to say. Mm-hmm. They really do. They, they're they always just pulling out guys that can just play and can fit in. You know, Jaron, Jaron Jackson Jr. misses the start of the season. Oh, Santi Aldama can play those minutes. You know, Desmond Bain, he's out. Oh, Dylan Brooks is back. He can play, even though he chucks the ball like hell. But they, they just keep pulling these guys out that can fill in roles, can play to the system, and can keep them afloat. I mean, last year we saw that as well when when Jar missed all those games and the team went on some insane run. Um, and it just shows like that's, that's the sort of quality of team you need where you can have that next man up and you can have these guys filling these roles if someone's out. And look, watch out once they're all healthy because Desmond Bain is not the Desmond Bain we saw last year. He is... A new Desmond Bain. He is, he, <laughs> I don't know. He he's just sort of changed his game a bit to where he was once a spot up shooter, and now he's doing more off the dribble, playing better on defense. You know, he's getting involved in a bit of ball handling, but like diming the ball around. Um, he, he he's picked up his play. So yeah, I'm I'm keen to see them all healthy. I think the West should really watch out, and I don't want to hear the Grizzlies are a regular season team because they've already shown that they're not. Um, so yeah, look, keen to see where they go from here and keen to get Desmond Bain back. There's just so much young talent 
on that tape like you're mentioning all the random guys that they can just plug in and perform and i sort of sometimes look at them and just think man they're so young like there's not Mm. really that many adults in the room and i i suppose that's when we do have to give some praise to the big kiwi the man the one the only stephen adams aquaman he is the anchor of this team on Mm. defense did you see what he did to Giannis the other day i did not so the grizzlies blew the bucks out by like 50 the other day and they were doing like the mexican wave on the bench and stuff Mm. Mm. adams oh boy he just suffocated Giannis, and he's got that ability but he's also got the like rotational positional communication ability as well which is really important for a you know a bunch of young guys especially the sorts of guys that like fly around the court like jaron jackson and jar and desmond bain to an extent stephen adams has a 106.5 defensive rating on the year which is up there with the you know the mobleys and those sorts of guys the the bit the best interior defenders in the league which is it makes sense i mean he's he's not going to average four blocks or two steals because he's more of a positional defender he is the piece that's tying this all together and he's the veteran leadership he's the only guy over like 27 that plays minimum like actual minutes for them Mm. that's sort of crazy to think about that steven adams is the vet i know (laughs) remember him as the little baby-faced kiwi coming into the league all over the news yeah kiwis made it and now now you barely hear about him but he's doing almost better than he ever has before um just because he can fill this role so well and what Stephen adams offers to this team is he gives them versatility mm-hmm. um especially in the playoffs you know you come against a team like the nuggets and you're going to see Stephen adams playing you know he's going to be pushing 30 minutes a game and they can play jaron jackson at the four and Stephen adams can play as a great role man great screen setter great offensive rebounder on other nights you know you might play the pelicans and steven adams won't see the floor because that they'll you know they'll pull valentunas out and it will just be a small ball battle and you know i mean i guess he's not playing so it's not really an impact he's having but it's more a statement about this team as they can do so much and everyone can do what they need to do and it just gives them flexibility and it makes them a great matchup for nearly any team in the league pretty much um but yeah steven adams unsung hero he is fantastic yeah i think it it is doing something though if you're a regular starter and the matchup doesn't favor you so you get pulled and rather than sitting in the corner and sulking or getting all down about it you you know you're cheering people on and keep having that positive energy you know like the udonis haslams of the world all of that sort of mm. all, all of that sort of stuff the russell westbrooks of the world <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's also quite cool to see like the grizzlies everyone sort of talks about them as like a walking aau team with just like how much fun they have and the jokes that they do in the post-game interviews and all that and stephen adams is like always getting involved in that it's kind of weird to see like this big hairy seven foot two kid like joking around with all these young fellas it's 
Yeah, I've seen recently he started speaking Spanish with Santi Aldama. <laughs> loves that. Gets around that so much. Love it. Love it. Yeah, love love to see the Grizzlies succeeding, especially with Stephen Adams on their team as well. Um, you mentioned that the Celtics um, lost a couple games recently. That means that the Bucks have now claimed the number one spot in the East, which is just worth pointing out. Um, mm. They got Chris Middleton back for like a game in, in like four minutes, and then or two games in four minutes, and then he's he's injured again. Um, mm. But I think the point really is that the Celtics aren't as far ahead of everyone as it was maybe looking like they were going to be when they were like 19 and 6 a week ago um Mm. you also mentioned before that like those top teams in the east are on winning streaks the bottom teams in the west they're on big losing streaks at the moment it is wild the hornets they've lost eight in a row the Wizards, they've lost 10 in a row. The Pacers in th- are 3 and 7 in their last 10. The Pistons and Pistons are 3 and 7 in their last 10. The Magic six game winning streak ended today and they're still 11 and 21. It is dire down there. Mm. And some teams mm. that have good players in particular the Wizards and the Raptors. Now, we've already slammed the Bulls, and I'd love to do it again because they're in that group. But focusing on the Raptors and the Wizards, Jack, is it time? It could be time. Uh, uh, Look, the idea, the idea of Wemby should be enough. This dude, look, Wemby, just quickly... This was not just like a two-game thing that he that he did when he played the G League Ignite. He's still doing this night to night over in the French League. He's, I mean, unless he gets catastrophically injured, touch wood, that does not happen. But this dude is running away with the number one pick. He's looking generational. I look. I don't like to throw that word around, but he is seriously impressive and will change a franchise for the Wizards and the Raptors. They're right there. They're they're both within five games of the worst record in the league. And I know... Okay, we'll talk about the Wizards first. Mm -hmm. The Wizards have obviously shown a commitment to wanting to push for the playoffs by bringing in Porzingis, re-signing Beal to this contract, you know, bringing in Kuzma, trading for Monte Morris. Like, they've they've got these, you know, decently winning players on their team. It's not working um they're never with this roster going to ever push for a championship um and to be honest if all they're doing is just trying to sell playoff tickets for a play-in game or a first round sweep it's not worth it it's not worth it Beal, Beal, he had some great seasons but he's not there anymore gotta go mm-hmm. and you can look if you're lucky, you can get away with not attaching a pick to it, but I I doubt it. That contract is massive. And with Porzingis, Porzingis is good. And a team will take him. Same with Kuzma. A, a team will take him. I think you've got to look towards the future 
and have the vision to see this roster is not working and you know you're 11 and 20 the pistons have only won eight games you're not that far away from the bottom in the east blow it up get that even if it's a 10 percent chance Mm. you take that 10 percent chance over whatever you're doing right now anyway that's my thoughts what do you reckon how do you lose 10 games in a row yeah like three games a week that's three weeks of losing every single night it just must be so disheartening like like, surely you get a, a lucky win against one of them it's just it's wild it's honestly wild and i know bradley beal has been injured but like you said he's he's not the same guy he was you know several years ago um when he was averaging 30 some team will want him i think he can be you know like maybe a third best player on a contender i think Porzingis, third or fourth best player on the right contender um i'm i think kyle kuzma is a great trade asset his contract's like 13 million a year he's you know consistently dropping 20 and 8 this year i think he was like 23 and 16 the other night against the lakers he plays good defense despite what people might think he's 610 he's got playoff experience like you could get something back for him i reckon like you really could oh definitely he like he's He's a solid player. He's a solid starter on a good team. And I, he's actually come a long way. So oh, props absolutely. to him. Absolutely. Props to him. Um, at, but one thing I did see about Kuzma is that he has clearly stated his intentions to test the the market um, once his contract is up. So look, you know, if you're the Wizards, get something for him now before he walks. Um, yeah. It, look, back to Beal. You know, you said he could be a three, a third best player on a championship team. For that contract, you're really wanting him to be your first or second best player. But um, he's just not. He's not. I mean, he had he had good years though. He did. He he nearly won the scoring title. Like you don't just do that from being a bad player. Like he, well, okay, not bad, but like you've got to be right up there. I don't know if if there's something else going on but if he can get back to that maybe not quite to that extent he can be a second best player but you're paying him 50 million a year Mm. there's probably you know if you're the lakers and you're looking at at this team are you i mean for i guess the lakers don't have anything to trade for the for him but are you looking at that and thinking Beal's the guy for 50 million a year I mean Beal for 50 million or Russ for 50 million right <laughs> yeah true maybe <laughs> maybe the Lakers were a bad, yeah, bad example but, there but, but I, th- like, I think also they're a bad example because like he would be the third best player on the team and like when you when you said like best player or even second best player like, I'm sort of trying to think like which teams could he go to that would realistically be contending that he would be a top two guy like just... trade him trade him for cap send him to the timberwolves mm. uh, yeah no no yes yeah but like even i mean we hate rudy gobert but even then people would say that like with the way the, the timberwolves have been playing like they won three in a row without cat you know maybe he would be the third best player 
there as well. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's well, just, regardless, you don't want to be paying your third best player 50 mil a year. Absolutely not. You especially don't want to be paying a six man 50 million a year, but that's another story. <laughs> Stop trying to talk about the Lakers. <laughs> um, all right. The Raptors. Now, I, I view the Raptors slightly differently. I'm keen to hear what you would say here, because I don't think it's as bad as the Wizards, even though they have lost six in a row. Should they blow it up? Is it time? The Raptors are an interesting one. Um, unlike the Wizards, they have young talent. You know, they've, they've got the, the reigning rookie of the year on the team. Um, He's been bad. There's though. no... D- uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to that. Like, they've got Siakam. He's not old. They've got other rotational pieces. You know, they've got Gary Trent. Um, a few, like, Coloco, their rookie, has been good. Um, they've got a few of these guys that are actually decent young players. So it's not like... It's not like they need to trade away everyone and start right from the bottom. Um, it's no secret that this year Fred Van Vliet has not been good um I think I think we both know that he's he hasn't been the guy he was um you can I, I reckon you could explore options there if you're the Raptors um get the ball in the hands of the guys who are winning your games um and a team will take Fred Van Vliet um yeah, maybe maybe not blow it up to the extent that I think the Wizards or the Bulls should, but there's a bit of retooling to be done there, and they own their own first round pick this year. So, look, get a ten percent chance this year, and take that. You take that. Um, yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's interesting because they're not old. I I sort of th- I think they've got four key guys in my opinion so we've got Fred Van Fleet Scotty Barnes OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam Pascal's taken a leap this year I reckon like he's averaging almost seven assists which is sort of wild for someone that was only sort of scoring and being effective in the offensive end off the ball a few years ago so he's really upped it there um OG Ananobi great defender He's sort of made a couple of leaps. I mean, but they've been waiting for him to, you know, like burst onto the scene for for a while now. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen to the extent that they, you know, hoped. But I still think he is a, you know, really solid starting um, wing. Scotty Barnes, like I said, disappointment so far, but I still think the talent's there. Um, I think he's sort of suffering a little bit of that sort of second year syndrome where like you've come out in your rookie year people don't really plan for you especially when you're on a team with other good guys and so they don't scout for you and you succeed and then second year like you're on the scouting reports they're actually you know you're the rookie of the year so they're going out to stop you a little bit Mm. um that sort of thing you you talked about Fred Van Fleet I agree I just think the the point with them is like they're all like in their mid-20s and then Scotty Barnes is a bit younger like they're not old enough to like fully need to go all in right now, but a couple of those guys have like won a championship before. So like 
they're not going to be okay tanking. I, it's just a really weird situation to be in. Mm. I think maybe the answer is sort of hover where they are. They've got a bloody good coach. They've got a GM yeah. that Masayu Jerry is going to want to win. Yeah. He's not, he's not chucking in the towel either. Maybe it's a trade. Maybe it's a Fred Van Fleet for the next unhappy superstar in yeah. some sort of package like that. Maybe it's a Fred Van Fleet and an OG and an Obi or a Fred Van Fleet and a Scotty Barnes or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, well, they've got options. They've got options. They're not, they're not rock bottom right now. They're certainly not at the top. And they've got a lot of movable pieces. They've got a lot of friendly contracts. And they've got a lot of flexibility in their lineup to where they can bring just about anyone in and they would fit into the team. Um, there's a lot of ways they can go. And to be honest, look, they're losing streak. They've lost six in a row. Two of those have been to Orlando, who are a terrible team, but they've been on a bit of a heater recently. Hmm. The other four have been to the Kings, the Nets, the Warriors, and the Sixers, who are all good teams who are going to want to be competing in the playoffs. So look, maybe maybe it's not as bad as it looks. Um, we'll see. Obviously, plenty of time to steady the ship. I think they do have to make a move if they want to you know, either push up the ranks or have a chance in the Wemby sweepstakes. Um, whatever it is, I think something needs to be done. Um, and maybe, look, I think the easiest, the easiest option there is to trade fred van vliet away um but yeah keep your eyes out i think that's that's all we can do i just i just think they're gonna stay where they are they're gonna sort of hover and then look to look to wait to move shake um maybe it'll be the off season maybe it'll be february who knows um you mentioned that they lost to the warriors the other day that was a stephen curry less Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole dropped like forty three on them. Well, I think it was a Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins list. So mm. they're significantly injured at the moment, which is something else I wanted to touch on. Injury news as of late. Like we already have had, you know, Ingram and Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, James Harden's missed time. Steph's now hurt his shoulder. He's mm-hmm. going to be out for a month. AD twisted his ankle mid-air. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most Anthony Davis injury ever. Oh. As soon as he's, as soon as he's on like almost like an MVP level of play, just injured again. Um, keep that same energy, bro. Anthony <laughs> Davis is certainly keeping it the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was going to happen at some point. I just didn't think it was going to be a sprained ankle in the middle of the air. Boom, out for a month. Great, thanks. At um, least a month. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, no, that, that's an absolute killer with how he was playing. Yeah, it, um, it is what it is. I mean, at least now we've got an excuse for not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Uh, and... um. Cade Cunningham opted to have season-ending surgery as well, which is a shame because he was looking to improve. But yeah, that, 
Mm, that's a killer, man. I really, last year I really did think, you know, rookie of the year was his, um, obviously he didn't win it. He was top three, but man, he was, he was looking really, really good. I know he's been injured for a while. Um, and I guess for the Pistons, it's an easy decision to make when there's a generational dude waiting mm. for you after the draft. Um, it's just, it's just sad for him because as a young guy, the number one thing you want is playtime. Um, or look for him i just hope it's not a long-term yeah, it's injury a, it's not like he's guaranteed playtime with Dwayne casey as your coach playing yeah. freaking 31 year old journeyman veterans more minutes than Jaden ivy and killian hayes and jalen duran yeah. and all those guys oh it's just silly stuff silly silly stuff but so i sort of i made a joke about the the lakers using 80s injuries of reason to not make the playoffs but like in all seriousness, the top four teams in the West have also suffered pretty significant injuries. Like we've already talked about the Grizzlies and what they've gone through with Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain. I sort of mentioned Ingram. Like he's been out for weeks now, weeks and mm. weeks and weeks. The Pelicans are still playing amazing. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, they've missed time. DeAndre Ayton's missed time. Phoenix is still rolling. They still find a way to get it done. They, they're still showing up. And your Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray's coming back from injury. He's missed time. Michael Porter Jr., how long has he been out for? Oh, it'd be nearly 15 games now. It's been it's been a fair bit. Um, look, not, not shocked about that one. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, I guess that is... A testament to the team like the Lakers a big knock on them before the season was that they had no depth mm-hmm. um, so when one of these injuries happens obviously it's going to impact the team a lot more because there's no one who's going to fill that um, but for these top teams you know the Suns have got Cameron Payne who's had the resurgence of a lifetime over the last couple of years and he's able to fill it's Chris wild. Paul's role it's, yeah no it's wild yeah, he's definitely. just as ratty as Chris Paul as well with the way he plays. Eh, like oh, just don't a, get me started. Just so man. pisky. But can I? Uh, can we? Can I just interject with something here? Be my guest. Just on that topic of uh, campaign being a rat. Um, the other day when Zion hit this three sixty windmill <laughs> on the Suns at the end of the game, and then the Suns got all chirpy and up in his face and complaining that oh it's against the spirit of the game man like you just don't do that what are we talking about what are we talking about the game goes 48 minutes for a reason you know like the games just because you're up doesn't mean the game the game's over and the Suns were doing the exact same thing literally a couple of nights later when book's trying to go for his 60th point or whatever point it was like chucking up games at the end when it uh chucking up shots at the end when it was decided that unwritten rule about how you can't score on a team once you've already put away the game is so silly and maybe that's just coming from a kiwi perspective where that just doesn't happen in rugby um i i i despise it and i despise it even more when players get visibly upset about it anyway that was my 
small brand yeah no i i actually agree with you i think it's a load of bullshit i think where i do understand it is where like someone's standing there with the bull you know just holding it waiting for the clock to go out and then someone goes out like pretending to shake their hand and then the guy like reaches out to shake hands and then they like take the ball off him i'm just like oh that's a bit that's a bit cheeky but like i suppose the flip side is like the game's still going hold on to the ball properly bro um also like think about all the young kids in the crowd that went home that night and were like oh my goodness i just saw zion williams do a fucking full-blown windmill fast break dunk like yeah he's creating memories for kids and i ain't upset that some millionaire basketball players that live in phoenix are upset about it mm. you're for the kids for the kids for the kids i'm for the kids <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's just a bit of a piss take like come on play to the end of the game it's it's yeah. that easy and if some look if a losing team wants to try and come back fine the the game of basketball is still happening and if a winning team wants to style on you because you're such a rat team to where you're down <laughs> so much to where they can just score on you at will fine play better next time yeah that's the solution hey mm-hmm. just play better yep. score more points bro just, just win the game exactly it's that simple <laughs> um anyway where were we we were just talking about the the teams that have struggled oh sorry teams that have got injured players but are putting it together at the top of the west there um mm. the clippers really interesting they've got like a weirdly old but deep team that's sort of like hung in there mm. while poor george and Kawhi have sorted their shit out poor george seems to like be injured and then Kawhi's playing and oh poor george is playing as well and then oh Kawhi's resting oh yep poor george yep he's gonna t- sit out as well but mm. Kawhi's starting to to come on he's he's had a couple good games i think he's had a 26 point game and then a 31 point game yeah he's he's figuring it out he's getting those legs under him yeah i mean look all they have to do is get to the playoffs that's all they have to do give give Kawhi all the rest he wants as long as you just get him there, then like anything can happen. We saw that. We've seen it before. Um, they'll be. I think they'll be okay. Like that. I mean, Kawhi's missed how many games this year, and they're the fifth seed. Um, He's missed twenty games. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot That's, of games. It is. It is. And they're still hanging in at the fifth seed at the moment. Um, yeah. Good things will come for them. Um, and yeah, all of those top West teams all have injuries yep and they're figuring it out we'll we'll have to keep Mm. an eye on that see who lets the injuries impact them and who's able to sort of fight through it and push through i think the warriors remain quite intriguing with how that goes because wiggins has been out for so long steph who's just the epicenter of everything they do out for the foreseeable future is it the sort of thing that they're going to be able to weather and gain valuable minutes for the young guys or not? Who knows? But, I mean, I know we're still, you know, I mean, we're over a quarter through. We're probably close to a third through now. Um, the clock is ticking. Yeah. It's sort of, it's time to start making that move if you're going to make the move. Mm. Um, I, for the Warriors, that, I mean, clearly that's the most devastating injury out of all of those west teams um this team does not have much outside of steph um 
I'm sure look, Jordan Poole can fill a role to an extent, but Steph going out that that's gonna cause some problems for a team that has already been struggling. Mm. Um they're really gonna have to turn it up when Steph gets back. because uh, look, right now they're sitting outside of the play in. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah, it's another one we're going to have to see on. If they can weather the storm for a bit, hold out, let Steph come back and do his thing. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get to a top six seed, but mm, looking pretty dicey. Yeah, we'll have to see how it shapes up as we round up through the holiday period. Um, it's going to be a while before the next episode of sort of general review talk. Um, Jack and I are both going away on holiday individually and then actually together for a wee while, which we're really mm. cool. Um, but we're not going to be back until sort of mid-January unless we make the most amazing thing happen in the world, and that is a live episode. Maybe. Beachside. Over New mm. Year's. We'll see. We'll see. Tales from the campfire. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see if we can make that happen. If we can't, then we'll be back um, with the more general review, thoughts, shit chat, that sort of thing, vibes, mid-January. Mm, yeah. Um, if you don't hear from us again, have a great holiday period. Stay safe. Spend time with your loved ones. Eat, fit, eat lots of food. Yeah. All of the above. Enjoy, enjoy the time off. Oh, um, my favorite day of the year is actually coming up. Boxing Day has always been my favorite day, just because it's like straight NBA games, like all day from oh, like five a.m. till four thirty six or whatever. Like, it's a beautiful thing. It's and look, it's a public holiday. Oh, you're you're in, you're still recovering from the food coma, and you can just park up and watch not just NBA all day like the specifically scheduled nba games for the rivalry Mm -hmm. and the drama it is it's it's a fantastic day on the calendar yeah just bumming out eating like leftover christmas food and Mm. oh i love it it's it's a shame that like ad and steph and a couple of those guys are going to be missing the christmas day games but it Mm. is what it is still be lots of drama still be lots of superstars we're bound to get one or two amazing performances and yeah, hopefully we can catch it. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you, everyone. Enjoy your break. Goodbye. <laughs>